episode number 198. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. I am jumping on because I want to talk to you about why you should frequently audit your own performance, why you should be frequently auditing your own performance in the context of the workplace. And here's why I want to talk about this. There are so many occasions when I speak to clients that I'm working with who are ready to step up in their careers, who are ready to um, be noticed for what it is that they're doing, who are ready to really articulate the value that they bring to an organization. They're ready to do all of those things. That's what they want. And when we start digging in and looking for the evidence and looking for the examples of the work that they've already done and the impact they've already made, they struggle to bring everything to the fore. And where you're like, I know I have done a lot. I know I've been busy. I know I've been working on some things, but I can't quite bring those things to front of mind in this moment, right? Like if you're asked to share an example of when you've done something, sometimes it can be really hard to think of an example on the spot or even dig and find that example, even though you know that you have done those things. So here is why it's important for you to be frequently auditing your own performance. Oftentimes, we wait and we rely on the structures that are put in place within our organization, i.e. the annual review. So the annual review comes up and maybe a month before or a few weeks before that review, you start thinking about what you've done in the year prior, and then you are sharing that with your line manager in that meeting, right? Or you are positioning yourself for a new opportunity. And because you're doing that, you're taking the time to reflect. That's often what happens. But that is not often enough. We can't just rely on the organization or we can't just rely on the job search process to make us do the work that we should be doing throughout our journeys, that we should be doing on a consistent basis. And here's why you need to be doing it on a consistent basis. If you are being intentional, about the goals that you're setting around your career development, then you're able to be intentional about tracking the results that you're getting. If you are not taking the time to decide what it is you're trying to achieve, it's difficult to track it. And if you're not tracking it, it's difficult to talk about it. And if you're not talking about it, it's difficult to get recognized for it, right? So what I want you to be doing is really thinking about what is it that I am trying to achieve? And my recommendation is doing this on a 90 day cycle. So every 90 days, every quarter, you are taking the time to plan ahead and say, what is it that I want to achieve in this next quarter? And there's three things that you really wanna be considering when you're setting those goals. 
what is it that you you personally want to achieve? What is it that you want to do, focus on in this quarter? What are your personal goals when it comes to your professional development? The second thing is, what are the company goals? What are the goals of the organization? What are some of the industry considerations, the market considerations that um, the company is having right now? And then how do your goals align with that? And this is a big piece because sometimes we can be very focused on what it is that we want to do, but not see how that fits within the bigger picture of our organization. And when it comes to being considered for promotion or when it comes to being considered for an opportunity, organizations want to know that you understand the context in which you're operating. They want to know that you understand how you are actually adding value, how your role plays into the bigger picture. Why does your role even exist? Why is it that you're even here in this role for the organization? What's the reason? Why have they hired you? So when you understand how what you want to do aligns with what the company is trying to achieve, it's so much easier for you to draw out the value that you're bringing. Are you somebody who loves learning, loves reading books, loves digesting podcasts, but you're short on time? If that's you, then you are going to love today's sponsor. Blinkist is an app that allows you to learn a lot faster. They have taken the time to summarize amazing books by leading authors so that you can take away the key points without having to read through the whole book. And they've just started summarizing podcasts too. It's an amazing app and it's going to be an absolute game changer for you. So if you want to start learning more in less time, start off with a free trial and get 25% off if you choose to sign up by heading over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash Blinkist. Right, so when you're setting your goals, it's what, what do I want to achieve? Two, how does that align and fit in with the goals of the company? And then three, how do I want to feel and how do I want to show up when I'm achieving those goals? And I think that piece is also important because sometimes we can be very focused on our goals and have the mentality where it's like, I've got to go hard, I've got to work hard, I've got to work long hours, I've got to do all the things so I can achieve the goals. And that isn't the only way to approach it. And, I, I, and I'm sharing that as somebody who has a, um, uh, what, what, my default, <laughs> my default way of operating is to max out my calendar, have no white space to go, 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 go and get the stuff done. I have the type of personality where I am internally motivated and I am driven. And when I set a goal, I have all of the energy in the world to achieve that goal. So I've had to learn that that isn't the only way to operate and that isn't the only way to get things done. And in fact, considering how I want to feel in the process is an important factor because in different seasons of your life, it may be required of you to take a different approach. So if you are in the season where you are parenting, recognizing that it takes a whole heap of energy to parent little humans, um, and you may not be able to go at your goals in the same way as you would have been if you weren't in that season of parenting. But that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be able to achieve results. So thinking about how it is you wanna feel. So if you are somebody who's like, yeah, I wanna hit those goals, but I don't have all the time in the world to do it, then you're able to say, well, how can I be more strategic about the way that I'm doing it? How can I be more strategic so I can still get the job done, but I'm not necessarily spending gazillion hours working on this, this thing and this project. And one of the ways that you can really accelerate your results is to understand what your strengths are and lean into those. Lean into what you're good at and how you do things best and then do things that way. Because you're likely to get to where you want to get to quicker when you're leading on your strengths rather than trying to do something in a pre-prescribed way that doesn't very much align. So to give you an example of that, I am an absolute people person. 
I love people. <laughs> I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. I love encouraging people. I love inspiring people. I get a lot of energy from others, right? So when I was working as a lawyer, I was working as a corporate lawyer. And as a corporate lawyer, you have to be able to um, bring in a lot of different information from different places so that you're able to present what is going on with a company. So if you're looking at acquiring a company, you have to go through a period of due diligence. So whoever's acquiring the company wants to know what's going on for the company on the employment side, what's going on in the real estate area, what's going on in the contract area, what's going on in whatever other area is relevant for that particular company. So as a corporate lawyer, you have to be able to liaise with people who are specialists in those different areas of law to bring together the information that clients need to assess whether or not this uh, company is one that they want to buy and also to determine how much they're going to pay for it and any other conditions that need to be in place for this contract to become a real thing, right? Now, I know, I know, I know now and I knew then um, that I am a people person. So I leveraged that in order for me to get results quicker. So when it came to me having the goal of bringing together a due diligence report, and knowing that there were various specialists that I had to liaise with, rather than me being like, okay, I'm going to get in the weeds of the technical of it and just be like, okay, I'm going to send out meeting requests and I'm going to give deadlines for people and say, look, this is when you need to get it done. Rather than just doing that, I also recognize the importance of building relationships with people within those different departments so that when I was saying, hey, I need to turn this around by tomorrow, I was able to leverage the, the, the relationship that I had so I could get that done quickly. Whereas some of my colleagues were chasing by email, waiting for people to come back to them and struggling to meet, meet their, their deadlines because people were not prioritizing their work. Now, because I know my strength was or is building relationships, I leveraged that to get the job done, right? Whereas I could have been like, well, I'll just spend more time in the office working on reports, more time, more time, more time. It was like, oh, actually, let me be strategic and make sure I'm having the right conversations with the right people at the right time so that I can bring everything together as quickly as possible. So that's just an example of me understanding my strengths and then being able to leverage that in that particular type of um, task or project, right? So you really thinking about that for you. What is it that you do well that maybe other people don't do as well, or that comes naturally to you that you can leverage so that you can move things forward. Okay. So understanding that is important. How do you want to feel when you're hitting the goals can then dictate how you go about approaching them. Okay. So the three things that you want to be thinking about is what is it that I want to achieve? How does that align with the company objectives? And then how do I want to feel in the process of achieving that goal? Keeping those three, three things in mind, you want to be setting those intentions on a 90-day basis, on a 90-day cadence. And then at the end of the 90 days, as you're going into the next cycle, take the time to review. Take the time to review and look back and consider what went well, what didn't go well. What did I achieve? What didn't I achieve? And, and the reason why it's important for you to take the time to audit is things get busy. Things get busy. You will inevitably have work piled on your desk. You'll have things to do. And when you get in the weeds of being busy, it's so easy to lose sight of your individual goals. It's so easy to lose sight of what it is you're actually trying to do outside of the day-to-day -day operations of your role. And I had a conversation with a client, uh, a past client recently, and she shared with me, we had done a 90-day plan and she, with doing all the things that other people had expected of her. Um, she lost sight of 
the goals that she had set. She lost sight of what it is that she wanted to achieve. And so a lot of the things that she had put down did not get done or she hadn't progressed in the way that she would have wanted to. If she had set a goal and then also committed to doing the audit, she would have realized that she was off track. She would have realized that she hadn't set aside time for those things and been able to course correct. So doing the audit and then also um, being in a position where you're then setting your goals for the next quarter is helping you to stay on track, okay? Stay on track. Um, it is really easy to go with the flow. It is really easy to coast and show up on a daily basis and do what is required of you. But we don't want to just be coasting. It's not about just coasting. What it is about is you taking ownership of where it is you want to get to in your career. Because the people that make things happen are the people that get remembered, the people that get recognized. So if you are just doing the things to keep the bare minimum going, i.e. the things that are required of your role, then you're not going to stand out. You're not going to be as visible as you could be. And you, you're probably not going to make the type of impact that you could ultimately make. So we want to make sure that we are taking ownership and auditing your own performance before anybody external is requiring you to audit your performance. Because then you're ready. If you do this on a 90-day basis, when you come to your annual review, there is so much you're going to be able to share, so much insight off the top of your head. It's going to be front of mind for you. It's something that you're reviewing on a regular basis. So you're not going to have to dig deep into the archives and be like, oh, I know I've done some amazing things this year. I know I've made an impact. I know I've made a difference. No, you're going to know that stuff. And you're going to be able to go into your meeting in a different way with a different level of confidence around your ability and why it is perhaps you should be getting that pay rise or you should be negotiating for that higher offer. You're going to be able to show up differently when you fully lean into what you've been able to achieve, what you've been able to do, and you're able to talk about it. Okay, so make sure that you are taking ownership and that you don't get upset with other people um, because you haven't done the work that you're supposed to do. So when you go into that review and then you recognize that people aren't remembering about that big project that you worked on or you haven't got you haven't been given the recognition for a particular piece of work that you did. Don't get upset about that if you yourself haven't identified that. Don't get upset about that if you yourself don't have it front of mind right? Because other people are busy. Your line manager, those that are in C-suite, those who are like in those positions, they have a lot going on, not only in their own personal lives, but in their professional lives and all the things that they're managing in their remit. And so if they have all that going on, how in the world are they supposed to remember all the things that are going on with you? So you take ownership of what's going on with you so that you can share with them what's going on and then they can be aware of that. And it's important for you to get into the habit of doing this on a regular basis so that as you are stepping up into leadership, you have built that muscle, you have built that skill, you have built um, that, that habit of doing that so that you can continue to do that for you, but you can also encourage other people within your organization to do it for them. So ultimately, everybody wins as individuals are continually thinking about what are they doing for them and then how that aligns with what the company needs, then the company needs are met and then individual needs are met continually. And we get into a situation where there is less um, feeling of this, this company isn't serving me or there is less disengagement and there's less dissatisfaction because people are taking ownership on an individual level and then companies are taking ownership on the corporate level for how we are driving results. Right. 
So that is what I wanted to share with you. It's important that you are doing frequent audits. I recommend a 90-day cycle um, for you to do that audit. If you want to get a copy of the 90-day plan that I share with my clients, send me a message with the word 90-day plan and I will send that over to you um, so that you can use that on a regular basis and um, make sure that you are staying on track. All right, that is what I wanted to share. If you know that you want some support with stepping up in your career, if you want some support with really taking things to the next level, then reach out to me and let's have a conversation about how I might be able to support you moving forward towards your career goals. All right, until next time, bye. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our Career Changemakers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there.